This is the global frequency. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest, the greatest, the mightiest new edition of the Global Frequency. My name's CJ, and uh, I'm here with my good buddy and compatriot. At least I hope I am. Here with my good buddy and compatriot. TC, how you doing? Not bad, how you doing, man? I come with great big dystopia warnings. (laughs) Good. So you've read read the article about the AI trying to basically destroy humanity. That could happen in the next 10 years. Good, good, um, good. I've heard many predictions for the end of humanity, none greater than electing um, a false idol. Uh, and I, when that happened, I thought of nothing more than Boris Johnson. Oh, yes. But anyway, here we are, another week of glorious discussion and debate, or more discussion than debate, as uh, it's, you know, I, I think most of these issues me and TC agree on. It'll be interesting to see what you guys think of. So before I carry on, Please, please, please share, like for future episodes. Please tell everybody I need as much support as possible for this show as we move forward. It's an interesting time. It's an interesting place to be. I remember growing up young and thinking it was going to be the apocalypse in the early 80s because it was a mid-cold war. Do you remember those days, TC? When you used to get the leaflets when they said stick your head. I, I, I think it was a joke leaflet, but they said to get to shelter... And stick your head between no. your legs, you know? It wasn't what a was joke. It? it was just trying to make you think, trying to give you some control over the inevitable ending of the you universe. Know, you had no, yeah, that's right. You, you wouldn't have any control, but if you thought you were doing something, you'd fly in panic. Mm. Basically, people would stop murdering each other for that instant beforehand, and they did try and survive. Well, it was a long time ago, and it does certainly feel interesting these days about where we're going. Uh, I, I, I had to say, so look, it, it's always hard to, to come up with stories and be rep- like, it feels like you're being repetitive sometimes, especially with the way that news is going. But I have some joyous news as of, as of yesterday or as Sunday, Notting Hill Carnival returned, the biggest street party in, uh, I think, one of the biggest street parties in Europe, if not the biggest. And uh, I think. Mean, Two to three million people drifted into central London. I've got no doubt it was difficult for anybody who had a flat around there, or really good if you had a flat around there, because you would like easy access to it all. But yep, not Hill Carnival again did the rounds. Um, there was an unfortunate death of, uh, I think, a young gentleman called Tekeo Nembahad, who died yesterday. He was stabbed. And my condolences do honestly go down to his family. It has been a long time since. Um, somebody's life was taken at the carnival as far back as 2004 I think was last time uh, that trouble was that kind reared its head at the carnival and it's an unfortunate sight to see my condolences to his family it is also nice to see carnival back I hope um, people's experiences were all good I saw a lot of photographs <clears throat> a lot of good photographs of people enjoying themselves so um, yeah carnival has returned and I think London's open for business again 
uh, COVID hasn't completely gone away and monkeypox is still out there, but the people are out to enjoy themselves. Uh, did you ever go Carnival TC? Uh, no. Really? Because Curse, I live next to it, Curse. I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> it's like for me, I think now I might have a different different uh, point of view on it as yeah. I'm older. But, but when I was like, I thought, oh, jeez, no, leave it out. It's not going to Oxford Street. It's just mental. You know, as in, oh, as in no. there's too many people. I, I usually went on the I people. usually went on the Sundays because the Sundays there wasn't as many people. The Saturdays they are. They're, they're, it's a busy day. But um, I, when I went on the Mondays, it was usually with the uh, the Grenadians float. So I had right. a lot, oh, yeah, it wasn't ever too bad for us. But um, yeah, it's it's busy, but it's definitely worth going to at least once. I would say in your life. But as I said two to three million people turned up to party in central London, and it was good. Yeah. Um, I know there was a lot of uh, online commentary, especially by the Daily Mail. <laughs> well, yeah, they weren't there. And its readers, who apparently say uh, Met officers dread police in Notting Hill Carnival. Um, and yeah, I know a lot of gangs and criminals do make their way. But as I always say, um, you know, if two to three million people walk around, criminals are always going to be attracted to whatever the event is. And, no, uh, there's, there's no violence in football matches, is there? Yeah. Um, and that, that's the thing and I, I think when you've got that many people there's going to be problems I hope the organisers and the police continue to work with each other to make sure that sort of thing doesn't happen but at the same time I, I don't think the Nottingham Carnival should be held up as a special example of, of the only events where trouble happens at as we saw with a lot of the festivals up Lees, up and down the country there was trouble I heard there were tents being burnt um, and all sorts going on at Leeds and all the rest of them. So, you know, as much as, yes, um, there are problems, and I know people want to move it to Hyde Park or whatever, but at the same time, I would say that people just need to be a bit more understanding. And quite honestly, if you don't like it, mind your business. If you don't want to go carnival, there's no need for you to be yeah, commenting on it. See, yeah. see, 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 you have got an option. Yeah. Um, and nobody forces anybody to go to the carnival. Now, as I said, this dystopian warning... <laughs> The show, and I can't believe, like, I feel really bad because it's like I end up having to say this stuff out loud, and it just feels like I'm in the, in the, in the you know, the, in yeah. the apocalypse has already started. Yeah, 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 and I feel silly for mentioning it, but I saw I was like minding my business reading the news as you do, and obviously I go to well, the Daily Mail now and again because the Daily Mail is the propaganda in chief for the government. And I, I just, I wanted to see what their spin was because a few newspapers are now reporting on this. And um, and I, one, I think I know where they've got this idea from. And it's really sad that this is a state of affairs. Because I don't know if you remember, a couple of months ago, somebody phoned into LBC, uh, pensioner. And she said that she had to get on the bus just to stay warm. Because pensioners get... Um, yeah. Free travel in London, I think, at certain times. So yeah. she'd go on a bus to stay warm. 9.30, yeah. 9:30. And I think this may have inspired this idea. And it's basically libraries, community centres, art galleries could become warm banks. Warm banks. Where Britons who can't afford to heat their homes can shelter this winter. And, um, and I don't know if this is... Um, I just, well, they're not realising. 
ahead. And what not realizing is that they can't pay their houses. They can't afford to heat their houses at night. During the day, they'll be at work. Not just pensioners. Working people won't be able to afford it. And libraries and the tube, admittedly, if it's open if it's 24 hour, but most well, people won't be able well, to afford that to heat their houses when it's well, cold. This is the thing, though. A lot of these places won't be able to afford to heat. Like libraries and community centres and art galleries. Because what a lot of people don't know Which are um, down. about the impending um, Boris... Boris Boris Opelix um, is that the 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 the, there's no cap on the amount that businesses will have to pay, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of community centres and art galleries all still have bills and schools. The NHS. I've heard rumours that schools are actually going to have to close. Some schools are threatening to have to close during the winter um, because they can't afford to play what will be the bills. I've heard of some businesses, uh, gas bills, looking up, uh, going up 75 to 300%. So, yeah, well, yeah. Well, um, hospitals first. Yeah, and it's crazy. I'm I'm like, it's it's pubs you're looking at. I I think you're going to see a lot of pubs go to the wall now. Um, And and, and people are like, well, you know, that's just because of uh, COVID. It's not. Because even live music's now in the threat. Because what does a lot of pubs do? They provide a lot of the live music, a lot of the entertainment, comedy. Um, that's all going to go. Because they just can't afford it anymore. Because a lot of these places were running on the edge anyway. And now it's... it's, it's but this government seems to be intent on, on having the people suffer. And... I do say they haven't suffered because there are enough people, they could literally tax some of the very wealthy in this country. And I'm not talking about the obvious super rich. I'm talking about all super rich you don't know. Um, like somebody put it out to me the other day that looking at people like Bezos and um, Musk, they're just the richest publicly known people. There's plenty of people out there who you don't know, who run big companies, who... Um, make a heck of a lot of money and you never hear about that's right and that says a lot in in terms especially of the UK there's a lot of old money in this country and they could easily tax more of these people there's talk of renationalization the energy companies renationalizing the energy companies Um, there's talk of I, I think more drilling in the North Sea there is also the prospect that gas prices may possibly come down, but not because of anything this government's done, but because of the EU, which we may yes, benefit from. Cap. Yep. And, you know, it is proven to be quite interesting the way this is going. But I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to dredge you out, but people need to be really looking at what Liz Truss, I'm not going to say we see. Because I know was never going to win this um, leadership election. We'll come back to it in a minute. But this is why I'm saying people really need to look at what they're doing. And I think communities need to start reaching out to each other. Because I think people are going to have to look out for each other a lot more than they ever have done in the past. And to make sure that their neighbours aren't struggling. Um, that the old lady down the street isn't struggling. Because the one thing I don't want this to become is like <laughs> Walking Dead. <laughs> where everybody's just looking out for themselves. 
and I implore you, because there's nothing, you know, you, you know, I could talk all day long, but there's nothing I can actually do about this. There's not going to be an election anytime soon. There's not going to be any sort of national government of uh, unity anytime soon. So it's clear to me that people really in the communities need to start talking to each other. Uh, local councils need to, you need to start speaking to your local council. Communities need to start talking to each other. People need to start communicating about what they need, what help they'll need. Um, get to know your neighbours. Uh, there's a lots of good tips about. The best tip I've had is electric blankets. Um, they, they, you know, not just wearing lots of sweaters and stuff like that, but electric blankets use a lot less electricity than normal house heating does. And obviously they offer a specific type of heat. Um, they do use, uh, if, if you've got somebody warm with you, stay in bed if you like me, electric blanket all the way, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, even an electric throw, not even a blanket. Like if you're sitting down and it's cold, electric throw or a blanket just to chuck on yourself. That's some of the best tips I've heard. They're really cheap. You can get them as, as cheap as like twenty quid. Um, but something like that, I think people need to start thinking about. Um, well, smart it, meters. What's that? A smart meter. Smart meter. I, I don't really know what to do with a smart meter. Smart meters operate on the fact that you can tell how much you're spending. Um, yeah, but well, no one... children, at the moment we're not we we don't put on hot water mm. until we have to put, have a shower. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. people used to put it on for an hour every day so we could do dishes and yeah. wash hands and stuff like that. Hot mm. water does not go on now until you need the kitchen no, shower. Really, I, I I've had cold showers. Yeah, I tried. So, like, <laughs> Try and limit it. Try and limit it to like one uh, every two days. Mm. Have a shower rather than every day, depending yeah. on how hectic you've been at work. Mm. Um, electricity, we're trying to get around that, but we're still quite light. And we've got a drafty house, which doesn't help um, yeah. retaining heat. So it can be a bit. It, this one, we think it's going to be a bit painful. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot of jumping, and the heating won't be on when it is on. It won't be on very mm. high, and. Um, know that it, this house loses heat so it's going to be tricky um is your house very is insulation just that was another new story that came out well, really it's, bad it's insulation it's from 1935 so it's, it's 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 got it's got a cavity wall mm. um there's there's stuff in the loft but you know the, the house itself underneath it's meant to be drafty so it loses so it doesn't there's no yeah. damp yeah you know so it is drafty anyway yeah. Um, so you don't get damp in the house. So it's just one of those ones where it's going to be a difficult thing to figure out, considering how much they're going to go in October, and then possible rate wise that they you know it's going to be something like six grand in January. Mm. You know your average bill. So that's not what you can be charged. That's what the maximum they can do in direct debits. Yeah. I believe. So um, or standing orders. So they can charge you all. And then there's this movement about who's going up. Obviously, um, we've got price uh, of who's going up. So what's worst case scenario? Here? Worst case scenario, and hopefully something to do. By the way, it doesn't matter if Richie Sunak or this trust get get in. We've had the same Tory government in for now. What the last twelve to thirteen years? Yeah, twelve years. It's not. 
Yes, it's not a new government. So people need to get over the fact that Boris sold it. This is a new government. Mm. No, it's not, mate. You're the same bunch of Tories you were like 12 years ago. So yeah. nothing will change as long as we keep these jokers in. And I don't think it matters. If um, I look. I'm I'm always I'm always of the opinion that um, yeah. I I, I know it's it's going to be Liz Truss who gets in. I don't think she's going to last three months because I think the the course for an well, election. Boris is going to run again. Oh, Boris is definitely going to run again at some point. I've no doubt. I Boris's he's, ego he's is is he thinks he's the messiah. You know, he's got a god a, a god complex. It's clear to see, and I I think he at no point will he he he's absolutely going to run again. He's just started a tour of the country to defend his record. The yeah. world tour, rather than dealing with what's happening, he's going to look at all the great things. Look at that tunnel. Uh, look at that tunnel underneath the the Irish. Oh no, I didn't do that. Look at the look at the Brexit. I didn't deliver. Well, look at all the graves that I filled up thanks to COVID. Look at all the look, weirdly Brexit. You brought that up, and thankfully you did. Um, I think in all, um, COVID cost us hundred, hundred billion, yeah, roughly. Right, Brexit, and this is the government's own statistics, which were released like two, three days ago. Right, um, Brexit will cost us um, two hundred billion, mm. twice as much. Yeah, and we're in a worse position than we've ever been, and we're in a worse position to. It's supposed to be quite standalone for fuel, but obviously the fuel rates, gas and electricity rates are global. Mm. So it doesn't matter that we're got stuff in the Irish theory. What, what I don't understand is David Cameron cut all the stuff to do with insulation, electric um, solar panels on roofs, wind power, he cut out. Had he not done that, this country would have been better prepared Have it, had he not done this, what? Had he not cut all the... Labour had put in all this stuff to, um, to increase reliability on solar and wind energy, mm. renewables, right? So every every home would have had their own solar panels. Well, that was the idea, you know? Yeah. So it made it easier for people to put solar panels on their roof. And it's a long-term investment. You don't get your money straight away. But the thing is, had that happened... This country would have been like we it wouldn't matter because most of the electricity that we that we'd actually be creating would be our own electricity from the sun, from wind. So gas would have been that's to heat your boiler, actually. You know what we need to do? We need to move to electric, electric heaters to heat up our water and heat up our radiators, and then yeah. we would have gone that way. And I'm not saying we wouldn't have spent money, it would have affected us. But we would have been our houses would have been better insulated. We would have mm. been more prepared for it. In hindsight, people can say in hindsight, the problem is that these are the politics of easy wins, being populist, so getting the conservative voting majority to get behind you. You don't believe in global warming, don't believe in any of that. You get them behind you, and then you can't, you only crack on for a limited period. There is I, no I, I, I think it's even worse than that. I think it's not that they don't believe in global warming, they just don't believe it will affect them. Um, well, and to be but, fair, if they've got shares in, in EDF or any other country, well, they're making bumper profits. Mm. You know, well, so all they're making absolutely bumper profits. And well, all of them. And it seems to the best way to make profits in the UK is to smooth with the um, government, because smoothing with the government uh, seems to bring you a lot of money. Like, do you remember at the start of the year when um, P and O, right? So they sat 
20% of yes, their P&O staff. They illegally sacked him in the first half of the year, claiming yep. there's no future for the company if, if, if it, unless it did so. Yep. Do you want to take a guess how much money... How, sorry, not a guess how much money they made, but how much their profits went up by? Oh, they went out exponentially, didn't they? They were like ridiculous, something like 100 million or something like that. Uh, 52% rise in profits for Pino Freire's owner, oh, DP World, in the first half of this year to 721 million. Now, how many French, how many French PO stuff? Because there are French PO stuff. How many French PO stuff were sucked from their ships? I'm pretty sure none. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Only, Britain, only once Britain had left the, uh, left the EU and, and had um, changed their, their laws on the protection of, of workers' rights did PO do that. Um, and again, uh, people forget this. You know, this happened under Boris's watch, and they all those people that were sacked on PO ferries, it was done illegally, but no actions being taken against PO. No. And I keep saying this to people the problem that we have is not that um, British people don't work hard enough. Is not that there's lots of poor people or immigrants coming in. It's that big companies are making a lot of money purposely for shareholders to walk away with rather than investing in the company and infrastructure, which should have been... I'm sorry, if you sell off uh, water, okay, if you sell off a water company, right, um, to private shareholders... There at least should have been a clause which said a certain amount of all the money made had to go in into development, repair, and research. So, yeah, infrastructure and, and, and maintenance. None of the, in no cases does that seem to have happened. No, because it's money. Even with gas and all the rest of it, we still subsidize the gas industry to a ridiculous amount in this country. Yes, we subsidize gas, we subsidize oil. What we don't subsidise and what we're looking to tax is we're looking to do what Australia did under the previous government is um, we're looking to tax um, and basically penalise green projects. So we're looking, mm. the, the government will be looking to make it harder for renewable energy, such as solar panels and solar uh, and wind farms, to be put in place. Although they've said it will make it easier in the North Sea, but actually they're, looking, they're not looking to take away the subsidies from petrol and gas. They're looking to create, give them even more money, which means basically that it's an old boys' club, isn't it? Let's, let's give us the money. We'll well, it's just making money without the hard work, and a lot of these companies are doing it. Uh, like I said, all the evidence points towards the fact that they, 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 what we've got at the moment is a, is a government of lobbyists, and they've worked yeah. for a lot of these companies. They're yeah. going to get shares for a lot of these companies, and they don't care about actually these companies being any good at what they're doing. And pushing now, and on top of that, Brexit. This country's heading for a lot of ruin now. I don't, you know, I don't think you know it's not going to end up like an episode of The Walking Dead anytime soon. But people need to look at why this is happening, and not just go, "It's happening everywhere around the world." It's not happening everywhere yeah. around the world, and it's not as bad as everywhere in the world. Inflation at a record high. Inflation's still on the way up. Now here, you want to talk about sovereignty, like um, EU countries are mm. sovereign over their own um, inflation rates for gas and stuff like that, so that it's got nothing to do with the EU. Although the EU can put in, it can make basically bulk purchases from, mm. you know, maybe give contracts, you know what I mean, for gas, etc. So, but countries are actually down to their own 
to their own thing. So I think Italy and Spain have seen a rise, but they're paying like I think it's gone up. Gas prices have gone up by five to six percent. Mm. Uh, France EDF. EDF is a is a French government company. Yes. In the UK, it's a private energy company. Yeah. But in France, it's the national the national system that runs our, our some of our electricity as well. Um, mm. They cannot rise their prices by more than four percent. Um, and loads of countries in, in Europe have done the same thing. So I think there's only I think there's only one country that's worse off than us. I don't know if it's Belarus or somewhere like that. Um, or is it Yugoslavia? It might it might be Sweden. Sweden's actually done quite well. You know, they mm. they've basically put government um, guidelines saying that you cannot increase your 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 part. But here, here you can do what the hell you want. Let let the profits okay, Kevin, I've got this story about EDF. Um, yeah. Boris Johnson. Okay, this is something that Boris is trying to do. Uh, Boris Johnson is trying to tie the hands of the next PM by hastily committing to EDF Sizewell C nuclear project. All involved in this blinkered, silly seizing decision should be should carefully consider the havoc. EDF is currently causing in the in the energy market. EDF is currently causing in the energy market the ramshackle state of its vast fleet of nukes in France, coupled with the hot weather, have resulted in an acute French electricity shortage, which is now having a bigger impact on European energy prices than ga- um, than the gas crisis. The amount of gas needed for electric um, for electricity generation is rising fast, and now it is this rather than Putin's action that is giving rise to ever higher wholesale prices. The cost of uh, buying forward for twenty twenty three to twenty twenty four has more than doubled in six weeks. Hence, the frightening energy forecast for next winter. Is this really the time to commit our energy future to shaky EDF? Despite recent, recently being nationalised by President Macron, EDF is currently seen the French government for forcing it into a stupendous loss-making position. So EDF is actually in a terrible state. I might let we... It, we... Well, I was going to say about nuclear energy, but here in the UK, for, for a nuclear... And it's generally, this is all over the world. So for a nuclear power plant to come into online, from inception, from the agreement of the handshake, takes 25 to 27 years yeah. to come online. That is not going to help us in you know, for half, for 25 years, it will do nothing. So it doesn't come online quickly. It's not, a, it's not a solution. You know, if you're on a solution, basically get solar panels on roofs, get wind turbines up and, and, and actually invest in that, in that sector. And then actually all the energy that comes back. And if we and if we bank it, if we bank that energy as in like, you know, with um, gigafactories or whatever they're called, mm. um, by Tesla or whoever wants to make I think like a British company should be creating these things. We should we shouldn't outsource to Tesla. We yeah. have people here who are capable of stuff like that. Um, mm. that we should bank that energy and possibly sell it. There seems to be no willingness. To invest in Britain, there seems to be a lot of willingness to say that we're investing in Britain. Better times are coming, but actually, what we're going to do is we're going to rinse you, take all your money, and then we'll see how poor you are. And then let's bring the workhouses, and then you'll be basically you'll be um, what's what's a indent, you'll be indentured servants. So basically, say slavery. 
but without the term slogan. Well, they may think that, but I think the British people have something else to say. Um, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Like I said, this, this, this is a lot of... very well. Exactly. Um, right, jump, well, moving on, then, though. Because it's put on the community charge, so... so so well, the poll like tax just got, got changed to council tax, which again has created more wealth disparity up and down this country than anything else has. Um, all it's meant is that wherever the wealthiest people live, it's a you know the nice areas, and wherever the poorer people live, aren't. Um, it doesn't balance out. No. Uh, like moving on uh, to bring us down because because again speaking about the state of the country does bring you down. There are some highlights. Um, there is some joyous news. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't quite call it joyous, but better news um, out there. And um, unfortunately, it's not for us, but it's a lesson. Okay, TC. Um, and a lot, I think it's a good lesson. In the, Or is it a lesson? Right, so I was reading this story and I didn't get why it was a news story because um, this guy... He basically was dating this lovely girl by the looks of things. Breaks up yeah. with her. And then six weeks later, she wins the lottery. But I was like, well, what difference does it make if you break up with her yeah. now or later? Essentially, you broke yeah. up with her. And the fact that she's yeah. won a lottery, what would that mean to you? Like, wow. would it have stopped you from breaking yeah. up with her? Like, ah, uh, now she's a millionaire. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that, well, that did, was did, what did, he's saying is that he would have proposed on the spot, yeah, to take his cut and then cheated on her order. I, I just don't know. I just, it just, it, it just felt really well. And I was like, um, well, because obviously money's made him more attractive. We can put up with that shit because of the money. <laughs> and apparently, he was living next door to, um, to <laughs> his ex's sister and her boyfriend. <laughs> But I was like, how would you would you feel if you were dating someone, right? And and that happened, would you feel any way about it? Well, I, I don't know if I'd feel any way about it. I'd just be like, well, there's, there's a reason I've dumped them, Curtis. We can live with them. Mm. No, I'm with you there. I just I just thought, you know, is is there a lesson? I don't, to I don't, I, I was, I don't, I don't see his point. If it was, um, he's feeling a bit sorry for himself, with, with, with with a bloke. There was a bloke who's him and his his girlfriend won the lottery. He was under the impression that him and his girlfriend won the lottery, mm-hmm. and they celebrated when they picked up the tickets. And literally, uh, you know, like they did the big picture with a big check and had yeah. his name on it. Um, like literally two days later, she dumps his ass because <laughs> she's the only one with the with, 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 she's the only one with the name on the ticket. I did see. Ticket, I, I did see. One video of a, a grandma and her grandson receiving the um, ticket for the lottery win, and the grandmother. They yeah. both, I think, they both got a separate check, and the grandma was like, yeah. "I'm not having that. It was my ticket. He stole half my money." <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I'm like, I hope I don't. If I win the lottery, right? And I'm saying this now, nobody's, nobody's gonna know. I'm not gonna tell anybody. Fine, I just, why would you tell anybody you won the lottery? Oh, I just like don't do it, especially if it's in the if you're talking millions of pounds. Because every time I hear people win it and they tell people, it just becomes like, oh, next round's on you, is it? I've got a business idea. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, just no, don't do it. Don't tell people you've won a lottery. 
Um, or it ends up with, I guess, you know. And don't tell people, why would you go to the press, right, and tell them that your ex-girlfriend has won a lorry and you're a bit sad about it? <laughs> well, he sold the story for money, Curtis. Yeah. He sold the story for money, and he, he, he basically... Just because he's gone to the newspaper and he sold it for money, it doesn't come. It doesn't. It doesn't say a lot about his character. Well, now everybody no, knows who he is. It's Daniel White. Yeah, but um, his name's Daniel White. He's a Welshman, and um, he's a rugby player. So yeah, well, he's, he's... <laughs> Daniel. You need to question your argument there that you could have coped with her being a multi-millionaire and not being a normal human being. Uh, and, and other news, I'm, I'm, I'm spreading it out here. Apparently, a deal has been done for us Londoners uh, for months, if not, I think, a couple of years now. Okay, so I'll start sorry, stop. When Boris Johnson was mayor of London, he ran Transport for London into the ground. It was in yes, debt. He wanted it privatized. It was in trouble. And then along came a shining knight, who some people refer to as Sadiq Khan. And other people who hate him refer to him as Khan! As I like to say, if anyone can, Sadiq Khan. And he does. Um, he, before COVID, he balanced the books. He reduced uh, a lot of waste. And um, he was doing all right. Then COVID came along. And ever since then, Transport for London has been in financial trouble. Well, as of this week, apparently a deal's been done and funding all the way up to 2024 has been agreed, which at the very least means that all the bus services that we were going to lose, I don't know if you know this, TC, but they were looking at reducing um, Central London buses. So you're talking the, the 74, the 14 and bus routes like that would disappear and then be put out to more rural areas. So instead of Central London being served because we've got all the trains and the underground, it'd be more uh, regional, like Greater London. Yeah, because there wouldn't be enough That would chaos. get it, yeah. But that's not going to happen anymore, and we're funded all the way up to 2024. So that's some good news for London. No, I don't help you, TC, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm sure I've got something here for you. Uh, <laughs> come along. So, yeah, a deal has been agreed with uh, a time when I don't, didn't think the government could agree anything. Um, that, at the very least, has been agreed. Now, whether or not it stays good, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if Boris runs for London Mayor again, which I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to do, because I don't see him trying to run for the leadership anytime soon. So it'd be quite interesting to see if he does that. Now, the um, from around, I've, I've found some good, good news stories out there. One is that Spain, um, which I think is under the under the socialists at the moment. It's proposing to lower the abortion age and remove parental consent for 16-year-olds. Um, I think that brings it in line with the rest of Europe, and I think it definitely does for UK, because I don't think you need consent once you're 16 in the UK either. So, um, and it's in stark contrast to the USA, which, as you all know, recently removed the law that entitled women to have an abortion in the United States of America. Um, but yeah, there's some good news from around the world. Not the best news, but some good news. Now, um, keep, how much time have we got left? Right, so, um, woo, we have flown there again. No, we're good. Right, so, um, what else have we got? Right, so yeah, I didn't. Did you see? I put in a teaser trailer for a new film in there. Did you, I don't usually do film reviews or trailer talk with TC. Didn't see what film. 
That's okay. It's good you didn't see it. So why? Because I watched it, so you didn't have to. If you want to know what yes, Lawrence Fox, <laughs> if you want to know what Lawrence Fox is up to, um, wow. star of um, what was the show used to be in? It was um, oh, it was Lewis. Lewis, the detective show Lewis, where he was. Well, you know, he, I think he won praise. I don't know if he won natural award. And obviously, he comes from a Fox family of entertaining or well-known actors. So Lawrence, so Lawrence, Lawrence? Yes, Lawrence Edward Fox. Fox. That was it. Um, being, I believe, his father, and he obviously was the easy ex-husband of uh, Billy Piper. Um, and we all understand yeah. why that's the case. Well, he's he's now going to a special, very special place, and he's making films for um, what is it, Daily Wire, which is a right wing American website and news source in the United States. Oh, but he's well also working with um, I forgot the name. No, you know, um, you remember okay. Mad oh, Lawyer, right? Mad Law- Mando. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Gina De Carlo or something like that. Yeah, she's in it as well. And um, it's, 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 yeah, it's called My my Son Hunter. You can, if you're desperate for it, which I, I know TC isn't, but if oh, you out God. there are big fans of Lawrence Fox, go to MySonHunter.com. <laughs> go to MySonHunter.com and you can see the trailer for it. I would share it with you now, but it's just, it's too, it's, it's like, no. No. Do you know what I want to see, Curtis? <clears throat> I don't know you don't do trailers. I want to see um, 3,000 Years of Longing. That is meant to, that's had, I've seen one good review for that so far. Um, I've only seen one review, but it's, 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 it's a good review. And it says it's back to form for the director. It looks good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and interest... interesting concept, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Genie's it's the kind of story that really, yeah, it's, it's the kind of story that really interests me. Well, that, that should be out soon. In fact, I don't know if... I keep forgetting, this Saturday is National Cinema Day and it's £3 a ticket. £3 a ticket um, for any film on Saturday um, that one could possibly watch. And it might be the film that's worth watching. Um, I'd offer my babysitting services so you can go watch out on Saturday TC, but I fear... No, no, no. I'm too far away. <laughs> yeah, no, Catherine's away at a horse trials thing, so she's away at a horse trials thing. That's oh, just, okay. it's just I'm with the kids mm. all weekend. That's them. So they have to put up with me. So now I've had, I've had, I'm off today and tomorrow, and then I'm working. Mm. Well, look, that's all. Yeah. That's 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 happening. And like I said, my son Bay Biden is the story of um, obviously Joe Biden's son. I've seen interviews. Yep. I watched one interview for it. And I have to say, um, good luck to them. Really, I've I've, I've seen the reaction. Is it is it all based on facts, or have some of the? Have, well, is it just based randomly on some some events that might have happened? When when I say facts, loosely, like like loose, loose. It's a Facebook term. You're using the term as Facebook or the yeah, daily knowledge. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 going to be factual if you believe or go to Daily Caller or Daily Wire or Breitbart. For your news, um, it's also going to be I some of the worst black jew aliens trying it to take over the planet. Doesn't quite go that far, but it, it's like it's, of time. it's like Lawrence Fox on the screen going, "Oh man, ah, cocaine! Oh, 
I feel so good. Oh, I'm so smart. Oh, I'm... and it's like it suits him perfectly. And he like, wonders. He wonders why he didn't get the big roles. He blames Idris Elba for t- taking all of his roles. He, he. I would, I would have loved to see him in, in the wire. Love to see him in the wire, all blacked well, up. I thought if you can find it, actually, TC, I promise you, it's the best interview I've ever seen. Because it's like yeah. um, it's him, uh, Carrera, and yeah. the Newsmax, right? So the Newsmax guy sat there, and he's just like, "I don't care." Like literally, he's like, "Is this is this a good film?" And Lawrence Fox is trying his best jokes, and he's like, "Well, that's not funny." Out of all these news stations that you think would find Lawrence Fox funny, it would be the right wing Newsmax, which for months was saying, you know, Trump. The president, blah blah blah. The election was stolen. You'd think they'd be really into this. Nope. The host is like, what they meant to say, Curtis. What they meant to say is that Trump stolen some documents. It's like they they're, they're just happy in their own little universe. But this guy was not having it. In fact, when um Carrera came on, so Carrera, I keep forgetting the name. Oh, Gina De Carlo. Gina Carrera, or whatever, like the um, actress who was in a Mad Loring comes on. He literally just looks at her, right? She's come onto the screen and I'm she's hugged love. Lawrence Fox, who I think they might be having naughty naughty together. And he goes, okay. What are you doing? Um, are you like uh, you like a bodyguard? Are you a stripper? Like, no no hesitancy. He's just like, I'm over my life. I don't care. I'm like, I, I have to lie all day. I, I, I'm, I'm just over it. And, and that was it. Oh. I've never seen anything like it. And just for that level of abuse, it's worth watching. And, 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 and I'll, I'll send you the link. In fact, I'll put the link in the show. You'll never see an interview like it in your life because it's like literally doesn't care. Um, and it's interesting to, like I said, I'm, I've, never, I've never understood... Well, why you'd you do that? But he he literally get and Lawrence Fox doesn't butt an eyelid. Neither of them are like, oh, we don't care. You know, who are you? Kiss mine. Nope, just carries on. So yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I would say it's um, Gina Carrera. Yeah, yeah. I I, I respectfully, I'm going to give that a miss. Oh, you gotta watch. <laughs> it's comedy gold. How to destroy your career in 28 days. I never thought I'd see anything like it. They've still got a career. That's what surprises me. It doesn't. I, I think, like, after this, that's, that's it. Um, I know GB News will probably hire them. And GB News, if you've got to watch GB News at least once in your life or talk TV, because no. they're, they're, they're oh, like, they, they're the two news channels that started up once Russia Today, because Russia Today lost its license. And obviously yeah. they needed something right-wing, Christian right-wing, to replace it. And we got two channels. So you've got GB News, which is like um, the Tory News, the extreme Tory party, and then yeah. Talk TV, which is like um, BNP with Piers Morgan. Wow. Um, and it's Gosh, bad. You've really sold that to me, white bald man. For comedy purposes, it's absolutely brilliant. Because obviously, unlike if you're on a normal news what channel... To, if I step away from this, feeling like, do you know what, Curse the rights. 
No, could have brainwashed me because I haven't really got a will of my own. You wouldn't, and I'll tell you why you wouldn't, right? Because you have to be a special kind of stupid. Like, even even if you are racist, right, you still have to be a special type of stupid. And when I say stupid, I mean stupid to believe what they're telling you because they don't even believe what they're saying half the time. And this is a problem with news channels like that, whether it's Newsmax, Fox or whatever. Once you, bat- once you jump into a lie, it's like lying to someone you love, right? Once you jump into a lie, an actual solid lie, right? You can't then not lie about the lie unless well, you'll you be found out, mean? right? Yeah, because yeah. then you get found out. And once you get found out, that's it. And this is a problem with these shows because it has to go to the extreme. So they have to disagree with everything on the left. So let's say um, global warming. They have to keep lying about it, like hottest summer on record, right? Um, And you saw the interview that was on TV the other day. Oh, you climatologists, you're always so downbeat. You also, why can't you be more positive about everything? Why? Why? It's like it's not a job. You you ask me on as an expert. It's not. It's not my job to be positive about the potential end life on Earth. Yeah. And it's that sort of stuff. And, and, and that's why it's always worth watching. It's that's why so I always find it worthwhile reading the Daily Mail because I know they know it's a lie. I know that the reason why um, the carnival story is front page on the Daily Mail is because that means they can put a story about old people having to go to libraries to stay warm lower down. Okay? Yeah. I know that every time they mention Meghan Merkel, right... Yeah. That they're it's doing that the way tense, so it? they can they can distract from the fact that Boris has done something wrong again because they know that people will talk about Meghan Merkel. They won't talk about the fact that her podcast is number one in the world and the first one to beat Joe Rogan's since Joe Rogan went on to Spotify. But of course, I, won't. I didn't even know that. But yep, you didn't know that. You know why? Because the British press were like, "Oh, it's terrible! It's a horrible podcast! It's appalling!" Let's talk to Meghan Merkel's sister again, because <laughs> that's what they—that's what they do. Um, there were two countries that they hate Meghan Merkel more than anywhere, and that one country is Australia, the other one's the UK. Um, and that—that's—it's always interesting when a news story comes out about her to actually see how those two countries are, uh, are putting stories out, because obviously Australia is a big white supremacist state. And um, that's where Rupert Murdoch comes from. And the same goes for uh, the UK nowadays. So there are two places that really, really do um, put stories out about her at a a time and try and manipulate them. Um, Now, uh, this this is a bit of a dystopia warning. I I don't want... I'm only mentioning this story because of my interest in the news, right? So I was going through the papers and I noticed this story... That came out, which about an heiress, 45, accused of having sex with an underage boy. And I don't want to get into details of the story, just the way the story's being presented. And in two separate papers, they do the same thing. And I didn't know, I know the press always did something like this, but I know editors actually are polling their reporters to any sort of account. These stories are actually adverts for the heiress. 
they're not actually about the poor no. boy that she raped and tortured. They're about the heiress. <coughs> and they, they say more about her company than they do about what she actually done. And, it, you know, after a time when we've had, if you want a better example of how wealthy people are treated, other than what, how Prince Andrew was, in the fact that he's not in prison. Um, mm. This is another example of it. They talk about her being an heiress. They talk about her, um, you know, they refer to this as sex. It's assault. It's not sex. It's assault. And um, it just goes to show at the end of the day that there's a serious problem with your press. And if you care about your children, I'd worry a lot less about the computer games or what they're doing online, about these types of stories and the type of attitude that's being sold, especially to young men, about this, that they almost certainly can't be assaulted when they can be. And, and, and I'm not a parent. And I understand where the whole attitude about uh, young people having the older lady thing coming about, but that's assault. She's a paedophile. Yes, um, and that's how she should have been referred to. But I wouldn't be surprised if this, like, this, and this is in a lot of newspapers. They all refer to, they all talk about her wealth, her stature, who her father was, um, her show. I know so I, I even know that she sells health products online and she's done that successfully. Uh, but nothing about the victim and actually what she done wrong. So yeah, well, I just I, know, I, I think legally, legally because it's a minor, they really can't talk about the, the they don't name the them, child. but they don't treat this like a crime. And I, I think that that, you know, that that's really bad, especially like and it wasn't just it was a lot of papers that were doing it. The Sun, the Daily Mirror, um, the Mail, and I think even the Guardian um, had this story. And um, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's because she's Australian. I, I don't know whether it's because of um, just the attitude towards women and, and paedophiles. She's good looking. For some, um, for some, I'm sure she is. Not not for me personally, but hey, I, I'm 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 aware. Exactly. Present it all. Look what a what what a lucky young man. Even the pictures they've got of her TC on the snooze story. There's one of her meditating. Um, you know, it's 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 not a negative story. Um, yeah, but thankfully she's been denied bail because the the judge is a bit smarter than the press by the looks of it. But anyway, (coughs) sorry, that was was something I noticed in the news, and I don't know. Like I said, your your parent TC is different for you, but at the same time, um, it's just something that jumped up in front of me. Like I said, if I had kids, I certainly wouldn't want these sort of stories presented in this way because I think it's just bad. Um, yeah. Right, so moving on. Uh, we're coming up to the end of the show, but uh, again, uh, first of all, I'd just like to say that I've Serena Williams has play, is playing her last few games this week yeah. at the US Open. She's already won her first match. She, uh, Hopefully she will come back for one more Wimbledon. I know she says she's not, but it would certainly be nice to see her compete at Wimbledon one more time. If she's but, not enjoying it, then she just needs to stop. Yeah, but um, I, I'd like, just like to say it's been a pleasure being alive at this Asian time of being able to see the Williams. I certainly remember Venus Williams when she first entered the court, then Serena Williams, and they revolutionised this sport. They brought a whole new generation of tennis fans 
to watch the game and definitely raised the profile of the women's game in a way that hadn't been before. And I think they, they're, they're probably the most resilient players that we've had in a long time. They've had to deal with a lot of abuse. I remember they got booed at Sun Meadows, I think it was, with racist abuse. Um, that doesn't surprise me. But they've come back again and again. They've had more slurs I've seen than most other uh, players. And obviously, um, racist to go racist. But it's it's been a pleasure being alive in this age to watch, I think, not the first black female tennis player, but certainly probably the, the uh, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest female tennis player of all time in action. It's been a pleasure to see it. Um, I don't think we'll see the likes of them for a long time, certainly not in my lifetime. I know they've inspired a lot of young women into tennis, especially women of colour into tennis. And um, I've yet to see the film. I know they've got the film about their father training them, which I haven't watched yet, but I look forward to catching it at some point. But yeah, some, I, and they certainly got me watching more tennis than I ever had. So uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame to see them go, but an absolute honour of to have been alive in this time. I don't know, did you, um, were, did, you know, I don't know, did the, did the Williams sisters have any effect on UTC or did you ever watch their games? It, 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 would, it wouldn't have the same effect as it did on seeing, uh, it literally, as a, I actually think as, as a person of colour, seeing a person of colour represent, represent, you know, on on a, a sport that isn't pretty much represented by black people. You know, <laughs> would have been I, did, I know, they dominated. Mm. My two sisters dominated. Yeah. You know, so... Um, did they have to watch much of the women's game? Well, I did. I do watch the women's game when it was Wimbledon. I watched play. You know, I'm all about. I'm all about Rafa, as you know. But, um, Rafa Nadal, yeah. Miranda Jeans. but he's, he's old and he's past it now. Or he's injured, but he's still playing. Um, I think. I think what they did is incredible. I, I feel like it's almost the same thing as you know Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods set the world on fire, and they set the world on fire because actually, you're right. They have open doors. You know, and I'm sure those as young women they went through, young girls they probably went through. Well, I'm not sure their father was pretty hard on them, you know, to make them the best and the most resilient. And I think they, they you know, they're incredible. Oh, how can I put this without without sounding like too much like an idiot? Anyone who gets to that level in the game, mm-hmm. of any game really, has to be made of of, of tough stuff. Yeah. And to be competitors and that prolific to dominate is phenomenal. Mm. Well, they they got their due. So, and I, I think got nothing but respect for them. Mm. You know, nothing but respect. But they didn't have the they didn't have the seismic effect mm. on me that they would have had on any of the black community, really. Well, they they were part of that generation really of um, sports people who came through in sports where there weren't many black people in. So you had Tiger Woods, you had them, Lewis, and you had yeah, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, and it's been exciting times to be alive and watch that happen. Um, obviously, Tiger Woods fell off the uh, fell off the barrel hard. Um, but I, yeah, but it's been it's been an impressive age, and I hope it continues. I hope we get more of that, um, as we move forward, uh, in, in a lot more sports, especially women's football, I think, which is a bit lacking at the moment, but. Well, Hopefully we'll see some more faces in that too. 
Yeah. Um, we'll see it happens. Now, last five minutes of the show, TC. I've got a question for you, there, boy. Yeah. Um, you've had two children. How did you? How did you choose their names? How's the how's the how's the name choosing process? Well, we went through a long process of just put, spitting our names. I said the names that I'd wanted. Mm. Catherine said no. Uh, and then I just start really off names, and then we sort of just hit upon two, which are the, the two that my kids got, you know, their name. Mm. And um, when they were born, when they popped out three months early, they were it just all those names that we sort of discussed mm. fleetingly because we, we thought we had lots of time. We thought we'd have an additional three months to the name. Yeah, they sort of just stuck. Yeah, they were just right for the kids. So when we saw them, they that's what they that's their names were. Mm. Strange enough, so there wasn't really. We talked about names. Obviously, I was trying to hit the whole Spanish. But that didn't happen, so they got the names they've got. Yeah. Um, but, um, um, but it fits. Sorry, carry on. No, no, it just fits them. It just fitted them. It just fit them. When we saw them, it just fitted them. Okay, no, that's quite interesting because um, I had this story come up and it was basically, um, okay, let me read it. Right, the, uh, <clears throat> here we go. The mum-to-be, where am I? Right, okay, here we go. Here we go. A woman has admitted she burst out laughing when she heard her sister was planning to call her, her sister was planning to call her daughter and was told she'd ruin her baby shower. <laughs> she ruined her baby shower in the process. Choosing a baby's name isn't always easy. And for many parents, there's often a struggle between picking out traditional names or going for something a little more unique. And while it's important for parents to remember that they're free to choose whatever they want to for their little one, there will always be people who judge their decisions. One woman, for example, was recently booted out, booted out, TC, of her sister's baby shower when she burst out laughing after discovering the name. She was, she was set to give the little girl... The woman claimed her sister and husband had decided to merge their names together to come up with a moniker for the impending rival, but it ended up sounding like a bacteria. What's, what's the name of it? The mum to be's name is Ella, and her husband is called Sam. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the baby girl would take on the name Sam Manella. Do you, know, do you know what it started with? Which caused sisters to start laughing as she realised how close to Salmonella it sounded. Yeah. Well, ah. yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say like something like streptococcus. But, um, <laughs> uh, I, what surprises me, and this is just uh, because, because I like Greek mythology, yeah. is how many little boys are being named Artemis. Really? Because of, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Artemis is the Greek goddess... Mm. The first twin, yeah, one of the first twins, a Greek goddess of the hunt, the moon, childbirth, uh, chastity, mm. all these things, right? Greek goddess yeah. and little boys, because their parents have seen or read a book called Artemis Fowl, yeah, and the little boy in that is called Artemis, yeah, are naming their children Artemis after a thieving so, little boy, okay, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 a thieving little boy. Well, Not Artemis is really also the name of one of her uh, Wonder Woman sisters on the in in the uh, on the island of Fermascaya, where um, no, no, she, is, she once Artemis. 
she she once played the role of uh, Wonder Woman in the comics for a bit as well. No, that is, it is, it is that is Artemis. That's yeah. Apollo's sister. Yeah, that's Artemis. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what what um, I just find it find it that people don't even Google what the name means or. Well, I've always been bothered I mean, by parents who name their kid Anakin. I was like, why would you name your child after uh, after a mass murdering religious fanatic? It's called Vader. It's called Vader. Lord Vader. Might as well. Like, Anakin. Well, even if you to take away from the fact that he um he he yeah, okay, he's so Darth Vader when he's is she trying to bring up the fact my little boy's called um Darth Maul? Can you imagine that? Daddy, why did you name me Darth? All the kids at school keep calling me Daft. Darth Maul. And why do you want to get why, why did you tattoo my face red and black? <laughs> Don't you've got um you've got I think um right, we'll come up to you, but I, I think uh, Rianne Johnson who did the last Jedi. Yeah, it's come out today again saying that he's proud of his film. He should, be. and uh, um, and obviously set the fans off again. So I'm I'm finally deciding that um that I'm going to start doing a worst fan base database, and I'm going to start keeping a track of, of like I'll have a top ten of the worst Find out if they're bots. fandoms, and I'm just going to at the end of the year we're we're going to do a. a, a a roll call Award. for whoever is the worst. Because Star Wars fans have to be up there. The Last Jedi probably... is a great film. It's not perfect, but I found it a darn sight more enjoyable than the first one and the last one. Um, well, at least they tried to do something different. It's it's and and you, you look back at Star Wars and it's the typical one, isn't it? Empire Strikes Back was slated, wasn't it? Was yeah. slated when it first came out, and it's a classic. Yeah. And I can tell you that out of that trilogy, The Last Jedi is the classic. Yeah. It's a much better one, film than people give it credit for. Oh, but, but it's better than the first film is like, it's all right. It basically gives you what you want. It's sort of Star Wars, again, sort of very similar storyline. You, mm. you can see all the archetypes. Oh, Kurt, I needed to tell you this, best because I watched Star Wars Lego Summer, is it Summer Festival? Vacation. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Vacation, right? With the kids. And uh, Finn's a Jedi. Yeah. That needed to happen. That needed to happen yeah. in the movies. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that didn't happen. Because um, it was it was written like it picked up a lot they, 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 they never followed through because they wanted to explore the relationship between Kylo and Ray. And I keep saying this. She's what effectively his aunt. What? Yeah, like, yeah. they cut, like, what, what, what's that about? Like, they're effectively cousins, or let me think. Like, it's no, just too freaky. I don't know well, how they related. They're not related. Yeah, because the emperor's their father. Like the emperor did the same. The emperor's Luke's grandfather, effectively, right? Well, he's he's a, dad. he creates Anakin. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing. He created Anakin. He he, he did something to. Do you remember in the Revenge of the Sith when he's talking to Anakin, and he created that life? So whatever he did, he's responsible for Anakin's birth. And so he oh, done yeah. the same. That that to me is just a bit freaky. Like, why would you? That's like what that's. Oh, didn't you? Yeah, didn't I, you... I must admit. I must admit there was like you know when when the emperor suddenly comes out. By the way, I've got this gigantic fleet. Well, number one, how did you come back to life? Number two, <laughs> where did the gigantic fleet come from? 
Yeah, you ain't got no clones. These are just all. How are these guys? Have you had these guys here all along, just waiting? <laughs> why didn't you like? Why didn't you just go like right, right? Return, return of the Jedi is finished. I'm coming back. You guys are getting it. Do you know I what I mean? Do, do you know, I don't even mind they brought him back, but it was such a damn ending. He definitely dies. He definitely dies because you get that whoosh of ghosts come out from the middle of the Death Star. So he's definitely dead. So either he's a clone. Uh, I just, I just, and but, but I've got to say, yeah, you're, you're right. The Last Jedi, it's just when, when, when he takes out Snoke, and you go like, that, what? Mm. And that fight, that fight is amazing. It's that a blinding last, fight, last and the, and the, uh, what was it, the man, and the, what's the name of Nova, Nova, um, when she, she goes to light speed into the main ship, that was. If you were watching that in a cinema, that was amazing. I did, I did see it in the cinema, and it was amazing. It was absolutely it was. amazing. And yes, it's got its faults, like the whole casino thing. But I have to say, considering that um, Carrie Fisher died during the making of that, they did a really yeah. good job. And Can I, I, I say yeah. the whole casino thing. Lots of Star Wars fans complain about that, and I, I mean, I must admit, it did feel a bit. It felt a bit out of whack, but. Man, celebrate the guy. He's just expanded the universe. For me, it felt a little whack because clearly it was meant to be Lando Carizian in there and they ended up not having him in there and it just felt a little bit like, who's this dude who doesn't even appear again in any other film? (laughs) And it makes Finn seem a bit too naive. And that it makes everybody in there feel a bit too naive, and that's my only issue with yeah. the entire section. And um, but yeah, they don't do it as badly as, as a third film. Boom my boy. God, Boom Boy. Boom but anyway, boy. <laughs> I was just all up Boom Boy, but it's, it's great. It expands things. Yeah, but anyway, like, but thank you very yeah. much. I'm sorry we haven't been around. We'll be back as much as we thank can, ladies and gentlemen. Here. Why? Because we're the global frequency, and that's what we do. Um, thank you. Share it. Like it, love it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the latest episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back for more soon. Um, join us as we continue our journeys. This is the Global Frequency. Good night. This is the Global Frequency. 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 This is global frequency. 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 Global frequ